Welcome to Mouse Geek Radio, where your hosts from two coasts, Mallory and Scott, embrace their inner mouse geekdom with you. Welcome to episode 19 of Mouse Geek Radio for the week of February 12th, 2018. I'm your host, Scott Barrett, here with my wonderful co-host, Mallory O'Brien. Mallory, how are you doing? I'm doing well. It's almost Valentine's Day. What have you gotten for your honey? We don't do Valentine's Day in my house. Uh, we'll get the kids. Oh, okay. We'll get the kids like little things because it's just kind of fun. We get them typically cards or stuffed animals. Like my do- my wife uh, came home the other night with their valentine's day gifts and she left them on the kitchen table and forgot to put them out and then the kids came home from school and there's this giant stuffed sort of narwhal which is a whale uh with a unicorn horn on the table yes, I'm and quite familiar with the narwhals uh, my, so they're awesome they are my youngest loves them and she goes oh who's that for and my wife goes oh crud <laughs> well happy valentine's <laughs> day <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh whoops <laughs> Um, speaking of narwhals, I have a friend who thought they were mythical creatures. <laughs> there you go. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, she was like, there's no way that's real. I was like, they are real. She's like, what? <laughs> uh, but they're pretty cool. Well, happy early Valentine's Day to the to the girls, I guess. How about you guys? You guys do anything special? Uh, we rarely do anything special. We are just not super romantic people. Sorry, we're kind of boring. Uh, Valentine's Day usually means let's go have a meal somewhere. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Uh, so that's that's pretty much it. Or if there's something on our Amazon wish list, it gives us an excuse to buy it for the other. <laughs> Yay, Perfect. romance! <laughs> Perfect. I we we prefer our un-Valentine's days, so that that works for us. Nice. So this episode is going to be a fun one. Uh, Many, many weeks ago, we did an episode where we ranked attractions, and we're going to do it again, and we're going to do it in Animal Kingdom. We are calling this Ranking Attractions at Disney's Animal Kingdom. If you remember last time we did it at Magic Kingdom, we used churros as our gauge. This time, we're going to use something a little more sweet and delicious, I guess you could say. And this... <laughs> I don't know. Churros are pretty sweet and delicious. They are. If you get the... This is more refreshing. <laughs> There you go. Refreshing is good, and maybe even uh, a little more adult, depending on which version you get. And we are going to use Night Blossoms, uh, which is a wonderful apple dessert pear limeade top drink, topped with passion fruit and the world-famous boba balls that you can find in the world of Pandora. My husband made a great analogy. They kind of taste like nerds. Like, <laughs> like if you froze nerds candies and stuck them in a straw that's what we would think that would taste like <laughs> i mean it's so sweet it's a it's slightly tart but mostly super sweet i highly recommend splitting that beverage with someone it's and it's just fun to drink anything that any drink you can chew you know with a large straw and suck up those passion fruit and bubble balls and you can chew it that is just a such a fun texture 
You know, it really is. And you mentioned those large straws. And I can remember uh, when we were there over the summer, the, the one thing I noticed was like, oh, my gosh, they give you a straw that's wide enough to suck these things up, <laughs> which was wonderful. They thought of everything. They did think of everything. I, mean, I love it. So, yeah, we're using Night Blossoms as our gauge of how much we love these attractions. All right, here we go. So uh, we are in Animal Kingdom. We're going to start on Discovery Island. And the first attraction we're going to talk about is Wilderness Explorers. Are you familiar with this? I have never done Wilderness Explorers. Before we started recording and you mentioned Wilderness Explorers, I was like, what? So, yeah, I had to have Scott explain to me what Wilderness Explorers is. And I'll let you go ahead and do the same. So I honestly did not know what Wilderness Explorers was either uh, before I started prepping for the episode. And according to Disney, um, basically Wilderness Explorer is a way to uh, get, I would, it sounds like children or kids uh, to think when they're exploring the parks to have a little bit of fun when they're exploring Animal Kingdom. Basically, there's over 30 badges you can earn uh, by finding things uh, throughout Animal Kingdom and... Uh, yeah, it's sort of like uh, you become a Boy Scout and you got to go find things, you know. Um, I've never done it. Uh, it's not something I think my kids would be super interested in at their age, but um, but I definitely could see, you know, the younger the younger sort of elementary school age uh, getting into this, you know, getting getting uh, like a booklet or whatever they give you to uh, to sort of scout out items throughout Animal Kingdom and, and getting badges and the different badges they have, for example, like a veterinarian badge where. Uh, they basically say you can help diagnose a sea turtle's health issue or a dinosaur badge uh, where you when you find dinosaur fossils or uh, a Yeti badge when you find, you know, Yeti artifacts. So um, a great way to sort of get children and, and maybe families into uh, deeper into the parks. You know, as we know about Animal Kingdom, uh, mm -hmm. it is rich in in design and concept. And and uh, I think this gives you a chance to, to dig deep into that. So this is like it. It seems like uh, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom in in Magic Kingdom or Agent P's World Showcase Adventure. It's Animal Kingdom's version of one of those games, except this seems more like educational. Maybe something that if you pull your kids out of school, this would be a good <laughs> little note to, to say this is what we're learning while we're at Walt Disney World. So that would be a good plus for this attraction. So, um, how many night blossoms are you going to give this attraction? Um, I'd give it five, I think. And I think my five would be because, uh, it's not, it's not something I would do. Um, at my age, it's not something my kids would really be into. Uh, but I definitely see the benefit for younger kids and families to, to have something to sort of do together. Okay. I am apparently super mean because I'm going to give it like a two because there are just so many other things in this park that would rank way higher than that for me. <laughs> there you go. All right. Next on our list is, uh, you know, moving over to the tree of life, which is just a beautiful structure. And that is uh, inside the tree of life. It's tough to be a bug show. What do you think of this? So I really enjoy it's tough to be a bug. I think it's quite dated though it could use some updating i mean it's the exact same attraction at disney california adventure however this is housed within the tree of life which was built on an oil rig which is so cool i love just the queue itself walking around the tree and seeing all the animals etched in the trunk of the tree 
I I love that aspect of it. I think it's a fun show. I don't think it's for young kids. There are some really scary, intense moments with spiders. And every time I see the show, I hear kids screaming at that point. And I laugh because I'm like, you people should not have brought your kids in here. <laughs> it's too scary for them. But um, I'm going to give it like a five. Mostly because of the cue itself and that it's inside the Tree of Life. So... Okay, it is inside the Tree of Life, which is totally awesome. Uh, you know, being a Disneyland guy, we don't have the Tree of Life, but we have it's tough to be a bug. So for me, uh, the first time we saw this attraction was this last summer on the big trip we made out to Florida, and uh, the first time we see it in Disney World anyway. We, last time we were here in 2011, we didn't go and see it uh, because we had seen the show before and decided we wanted to see other things. Uh, but this is one of my more favorite shows in Sometimes people laugh at me for saying that, but I, I really like this show. And uh, you say small kids, and I kind of laugh because I think I've mentioned before, you know, with my kids, we started taking them to this show at a very young age. And as a matter of fact, my, my youngest daughter, who's now 12, she was, you know, almost 12 when we went over the summer. And she was still afraid of the little spiders that come down. <laughs> I know. It's you hardcore, know. right? <laughs> it really is. Like, it would scare adults, especially adults who are afraid of spiders. Like, if you see this show, it's scary. The spider moment is scary. <laughs> it really, it, it is. And I think we <laughs> we scarred her for life because we took her to this show at a very young age. However, it's, as a, as a parent, it's <laughs> one of those, you know, one of those joys you have as a parent when you can mess up your kid and, and giggle about it. Um, so for the, this attraction, I'm, you know, I'm going to give it a seven just because to me, I love this show and with my family, you know, it's, it's sort of a staple for us to, to see. Okay. That's good. All right. Next on the list is the, are is, are the discovery Island trails. And as the Disney site puts it, they are tranquil pathways around the tree of life. Okay. So on this one. I'm going to give it a three night blossoms. Um, I think it is very pretty. There are not a ton of animal exhibits among these trails. It's a really cool entrance to any theme park. But to me, it looks, it looks just kind of like a really nice zoo area. Um, which, yeah, so I'm going to give it three night blossoms. Yeah, I think you kind of said it all. I'm going with three as well. While it is sort of nice to walk around those trails and, you know, it's it's just beautiful almost everywhere in Animal Kingdom. And there's some, you know, there's some lush greenery there. Uh, you know, it is, it is not all that exciting. And I think there's some better places to sort of walk around in Animal Kingdom. Okay, sorry, Discovery Island trails, but yeah, we're, <clears throat> we're going with a solid three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sort of last on, on the list in Discovery Island is the Adventures Post, where you can meet Mickey and Minnie Mouse. Uh, I have not done this, uh, so I hesitate to give it any sort of night blossom count. Um, I don't know. Have you done this? We have. Um, I think this is a fun meet and greet. Yeah. It's not the best meet and greet with, with Mickey. Um, talking Mickey is still number one. But I would... I would still give this a solid six. Um, mostly because you get to knock out Mickey and Minnie at the same time. So if you have a youngster that's into those, it's hard to find the two of them together. 
Um, that's really the only place where you can see both Mickey and Minnie and get a photo um, all together. They're in their safari gear, but at Christmas time, it's super cute. They put on their Christmas sweaters. So it, uh, from early November until early January, they have their Christmas sweaters on. So it's a really cute place to get a family photo for a Christmas card or something like that. So I, I enjoy that location. What's the queue like while you're waiting? Is it pretty plain and generic or is it, you know, is boring, it, is it boring? Yeah, <laughs> boring okay. switchbacks in a, in just a, an outpost type building. So, uh, yeah, there's not really anything to look at. You really want to grab a fast pass plus for that. If you want to meet them because you will be bored in that queue. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not going to give it a vote, but I'll probably avoid it next time I'm there. Okay. <laughs> if you wanted to get a you know a family photo with with Mickey and Minnie all together, I I think that's a good spot. Yeah, that might be nice. And you did mention you know during the holidays they wear their special sort of sweater outfits, and that actually might be a nice picture for you know a Christmas card or a holiday card or something. Yeah, for sure. Good call. All right. Well, we're gonna leave the island and we're gonna go all the way to Africa. And the first thing we're gonna talk about in Africa is the Festival of the Lion King. Sadly, I have not seen this show either in person. However, I've seen it online, and it looked great. Have you seen it in person? What would you give it? Based on what I saw in the video, hmm, probably a six or a seven, if I compare it to some of the other shows that I like. I I was going to give it a six. Yeah. I've seen it. We're We're headed back to Walt Disney World soon and we plan to see festival of the lion king again because it it's a great show it's kind of like cirque du soleil with large um like puppetry basically it's huge figures of the different characters from the lion king they ask for audience participation it's it's done like in the round almost like the tiki room is but on a much larger scale um so you're in like bleacher type seats and they ask for lots of audience participation it's very much geared toward children and there's just a lot of acrobatics and fun singing and dancing so it's very high energy and it's perfect for children for adults it it seemed sort of like um you know too too much for children i guess is what i'm trying to say um not enough entertainment value for maybe adults so for that reason i'm gonna give it yeah a solid six night blossoms for for what it is it's really good it's just if i were going just my husband and i i probably would skip it gotcha yeah, we'll probably try to take the, the kids possibly next time we go just so we can say we saw it live. I mean, it looks great. You know, like I said, I watched the video. It was the colors and, and sets and costumes are amazing. And it's, you know, it's Lion King. Lion King is, is my youngest daughter. It's one of her I favorite mean, movies. I mean, best music ever, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, something a little more exciting is the Kilimanjaro Safaris. Now... This ride is, you know, as you know, like a safari, you get on a safari jeep, like you're in Africa and you, you view the wildlife out there in sort of their, their, their natural habitat. Uh, this attraction for, for me is 
super fun. We typically do this one at least a minimum of two times, and we're typically in Animal Kingdom once on a trip. So uh, we do spend a lot of time on this. We'll typically fast pass it and wait in the uh, standby line. Um, the last the last time we were there, we got lucky where it was basically a walk-on, and then when we got off, there was a huge line, and we used our fast pass and got right back on again. But uh, the Kilimanjaro Safaris for us is huge, and I'm going to give this one an eight. Eight. Okay. Uh, I'm going higher. I'm giving this 10 out of 10 night blossoms. Nice. I think, I know. I, To me, this there's nothing else like this in all of Walt Disney World. I mean, you have the Jungle Cruise, which is, you know, cheese ball jungle jokes, but this is the largest attraction in all of Walt Disney World. It's what makes um, Animal Kingdom the largest park because of this particular attraction. It's different every single time you ride it. You see animals even if you rode it back to back like you said you ride it once hop off hop back on it's going to be a different experience the next time so its repeatability factor is through the roof um you'll never get the same safari twice i just think it's genius i think it's close to what walt disney wanted initially when he thought of the jungle cruise and i think he this is one of the ones i don't know this for a fact but i feel like he would be proud that this attraction exists and i love that joe roadie really had his hands in this park he's a fabulous imagineer and i just i really adore it and i think everyone that goes to walt disney world should experience the safari at least once while they're there at least once and the great thing is it's a different ride every time you're on it and you never know what you're going to see. You know, the first time we ever rode it, we saw, uh, what did we see? We saw an ostrich egg. We saw, you know, we just, we, we had a giraffe come right up, right up to the, to the Jeep and sort of stick its head in the window right near my daughter. I mean, it was just really cool stuff. Oh, so neat. The giraffes are always super close. It's really neat when the lions or the lionesses are really active. You don't see that sometimes, but if you go at dusk, or right, you know, right near feeding time, they'll be really vocal. I mean, we saw the male lion standing at the tallest rock, looking like freaking Simba up there. I was like, what is happening? This is so cool, this is real life. <laughs> Next on the list, moving right along in uh, Africa, is the Gorilla Falls Exploration Trails. Uh, these are, these are fun. So. I, I enjoy, this is one of the things we like about Animal Kingdom in general, is just all the little trails and, and places you can walk and just see wildlife, see, you know, lush greenery and and uh, trees and bushes and plants and flowers and all that good stuff. Uh, and this is one of the trails that we like a lot. Um, <clears throat> the Gorilla Falls Exploration Trail, We you know, last time we were there, we had a good look at, at a bunch of gorillas. Um, they were doing you know, not much <laughs> sleeping, <laughs> but, uh, true, true. but you know, it, it's still, it's still fun and you're out there and you feel like you're kind of out there in the wild. You don't feel like you're, you know, you don't feel like you're at a zoo. Like if I go to the zoo in San Francisco or Oakland, you know, you, it feels like you're in a zoo when you're out there. It didn't quite, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like you're almost out there in the wild and, and you know, it's safe, but it's just, it's a definitely a different feeling. And I really, really enjoy that. I, I'm going to give these a, uh, I'm going to give it a six. Okay, great. Six night blossoms. I agree that the whole concept of Disney's Animal Kingdom is they want you to feel like you are, um, that there's no barrier between you and the animals. There are occasions where certainly there'll be a pane of glass at some point, but for the most part, a lot of the way that the animal areas are constructed 
they have, you know, ravines or different things that make it look like you could reach out and touch the animals. And that's what keeps you safe from them. Um, and the Gorilla Falls area is a good example of one where it feels like, you know, you're just 30 yards away from a gorilla and there's no, there's no glass, there's no fence, there's nothing between you. But I give this a solid five. I, I don't think that it's the best attraction in all of Animal Kingdom. It's my favorite walking trail in all of Animal Kingdom. I like this one because it's, it's got more shade. <laughs> it's cooler. <laughs> it's kind of darker in that area. It's quiet for the most part. Um, so, yeah, I give this a solid five. It's really quiet back there. It's interesting. And I think maybe that's one of the things that I think about when I'm on these trails. And it makes me believe I'm not sort of in a park or in a zoo or, you know, in a city somewhere. It just you, you get so immersed in in what's around you. Uh, you, you, you do. This one does it, a so. great job of transporting you. It does. Okay. Last in Africa. Uh, this is one I've never done. Uh, Rafiki's Planet Watch. Have you been through Rafiki's Planet Watch? I have not because of the sheer fact that you have to take a train to get there and it is a petting zoo. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure it's a very nice petting zoo, but it is a petting zoo. And I'm just not, I'm not fully into that. So although I've not experienced it, I gave it a solid three, like a solid three night blossoms for being a nice petting zoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd give it a four uh, for mainly what you stated. I think it might be a nice experience for kids, especially kids that are into animals. Uh, you know, there's the animal encounter stuff. There's sort of the veterinarian room you can see. Um, you know, you can meet Rafiki. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'd give it a four just for that, for those. But, yeah, it's not something that I've done. It's not something that we plan on doing anytime soon. It's just not on my list. If if we were spending two days in Animal Kingdom and doing nothing else, yeah, we'd go up there. But we usually don't spend two full days in Animal Kingdom. Um, and even if we did, I would probably spend more time in Pandora. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we'll get there. Uh, okay. Uh, moving on, moving away from Africa and heading over to Asia, we uh, we have the first attraction, which is one that I had a hard time saying pre-show, and I will try now. It is the Maharaja Jungle Trek. Nailed it. <laughs> it makes the back of my throat get all twisted. <laughs> yeah, that one's that and, one's tough. And when I hear, like I told you, when I hear Maharaja, I think of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom always. Yeah. And I think of Moulin Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, what's your experience with the Maharaja Jungle Trek? Another trail that I very much enjoy. We we usually hit it every time we go to Animal Kingdom. Uh, again, I don't like this one quite as much as Gorilla Falls, which I still want to call Pengani all the time. And they just changed it, in which it should have just been Gorilla Falls to begin with. And this <laughs> one probably should just be called the Tiger Trek. The Tiger Trek. Instead yeah. of Maharaja Jungle Trek. Um yeah, those uh, exotic names are difficult for guests to understand what's happening. We've always had awesome encounters with the tigers in this exhibit. They're usually really close to the glass at some point. So you can get a photo with a tiger that's, you know, three feet away from you. And it's really neat. Um, this one is more open. There's not as much shade. So it's out in the sun quite a bit, which... I don't love that much <laughs> unless it's super cold out. Uh, so I'm going to give this a four since I gave Gorilla Falls a five and this one's a little bit less exciting to me. I'm going to give it a four night blossoms. 
Okay, well, I agree with you. Yeah, it definitely should be sort of, sort of called the Tiger Trail. It's, but uh, I'm going to give it a five. I I enjoy this trail for the simple fact I like the scenery. I like the, the sort of buildings you walk through, and it, it looks very, uh, you know, it looks real like you're like like you're there right like you're in them yeah and like I, real asian temples yeah i just i absolutely love that and that immersion is a big deal for me so i'm going with a five great so uh okay moving on so you've mentioned hot several times already you know yeah <laughs> exactly so where else would you cool off in animal kingdom but cali river rapids oh yeah that is certainly a place to cool off. The most soaked you'll ever be on any Walt Disney World attraction. <laughs> That's <laughs> I mean <laughs> if you're the unlucky guy, you're gonna get a bucket of water poured on top of you. So have I you I have not ridden it and if you remember I don't like water rides. I don't like getting wet. So I have yeah, yeah. uh I will I will give you my night blossom vote based on what my family has said because they wrote it once and they okay. loved it. They agree with you. You get absolutely soaked. Um but to them it was probably the funnest water ride that they've been on in a Disney park. Um Really? Yeah, they really more liked than, it. More than in DCA. Yeah. For them, it was, and maybe it's because they're so used to DCA. But I don't know. I mean, they they really enjoyed it, and I would give it a seven, based on what their feedback was. Okay, I'm gonna give it six night blossoms. Oh, okay. And um, one of the reasons that this attraction is good is the queue itself. The queue is like a half a mile long, <laughs> and it is incredibly detailed, like half a mile in a good way. Like, you want to take time walking through this queue. Um, it's incredibly detailed. There's an entire story. There's artifacts. It's really beautiful. Um, ultimately, it is a river rampage, circular family raft style attraction. Uh, this one's a little bit shorter than the Grizzly River Run in DCA, so I would put that above um, Collie River Rapids, but for the queue itself, I still think it's it's really awesome. And if you need to cool off, it's a great place to cool off. So I give it six night blossoms. All right, six night blossoms it is. And you're wet the rest of the day, or at least for 10 minutes until you dry off once you're out in the sun again. Uh, I mean, it just depends on the time of year <laughs> and how humid it is. Because if it's, if it's humid, you're, ain't, you're not going to dry. You're not going to dry. You're just going to stay wet and sticky. That's okay. Yep. Um, okay, so moving on, we have sort of the big weenie of Asia, the big, the big caboodle, the big, the big attraction. That's Expedition Everest, the legend of the Forbidden Mountain. Uh, I think most people will agree this is a pretty amazing ride. Uh, it is a roller coaster. Uh, it takes you through the Himalayas. It goes backwards. It goes in the dark. It's got a giant, abominable snowman. I mean, it has everything. Uh, I give this one ten night blossoms. For sure, and I give it an extra half a night blossom because it scared the bejesus out of my my youngest daughter the first time she wrote it, and <laughs> it made us all laugh—not laugh, but you know—we uh, were amused. How about uh, you? Yeah, um, excellent. Everything, everything you said. I I'm gonna go with nine for the sheer fact. Um, the only reason I take off one night blossom is uh, because of the backwards moment. Uh, that makes me quite sick. <laughs> and uh, I, I suffer from motion sickness. <laughs> if that portion was maybe a little bit shorter, I would I would go with a 10. <laughs> but yes, this is the most richly themed coaster in all of Walt Disney World. Uh, 
it, it has a story in the queue. Um, it has a story when you get on the attraction and while you go through it. I love the view when you're clicking up that hill and you can see all of Walt Disney World. You can see Epcot. You can see the Swan and Dolphin. You can see Coronado Springs. It's really neat to... I, I wish... Sometimes I wish I would get stuck there so I can just look at everything. <laughs> um, and, of course... Poor Mr. Disco Yeti that's been permanently in B mode. Disco did you Yeti. ever ride <laughs> did you ever ride it when, when Disco Yeti was an actual Yeti? Nope, he's the only he's the only Yeti I know. Oh, bummer. It was so stinking awesome when he worked. <laughs> I mean, uh, he he had that big arm that would swing in front of the car as you would go by, where it really looked like the Yeti was going to grab you. Um, so too bad that that's uh, that that animatronic is too heavy and couldn't couldn't keep up. But um, yeah, it's just it is so richly themed, excellent story, smooth roller coaster, so much fun. Nine out of ten. No, I mean everything you said is spot on. The view, the view is is amazing. You can you can see I mean all of Walt Disney World, and I want to add that it's probably one of the smoothest roller coasters that. Any of the Disney parks have. I get off that ride. I don't feel like I've been jerked side to side or vibrated to death. I mean, it exactly. is so smooth. That one and Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Yes. Definitely the two smoothest coasters in Walt Disney World. So let's hope any new ones they build follow suit. Oh, Tron, Light Cycle Power Run. Bring it. I'm ready. <laughs> Bring it on. All right, oh, so uh, <laughs> the, the last uh, the last little bit here in Asia is a show called Rivers of Light. Uh, it is, I believe, a fairly new show. I did not see it last time we were there. I still have the tickets in my wallet, and we decided not to watch it because it was pouring rain, and we did not want to sit uh, during the pouring rain and wait for it to start and basically sit in the rain while it was running. Um, I, and I honestly, I have failed to watch this one online as well, so I'm, I, I can't really give it a, a, a vote of Night Blossoms. Have you seen this uh, this show? I'm not seeing it in person, and I've seen portions of it online. Um, the music sounds awesome. The floats are beautiful. The story is a little bit confusing to me. You know, good on Animal Kingdom for coming up with a nighttime show. Um, and I, this goes against a lot of things in my life but I semi wish they would have incorporated some of their intellectual properties just for the children's sake I guess um, I think they would draw more of a crowd if they had incorporated some of the Disney entertainment in this this does this is its own you know brand new story from scratch which is what I ask what I want Disney to do all the time but um, from what I've seen of it, the story looks a little bit confusing. So it's kind of hard to draw people in when uh, when the story might not be 100% there. So I'm, I'm pleased with Animal Kingdom for having a nighttime show. And I'm going to give it six night blossoms on my limited knowledge of this. Yeah, it sounds reasonable to me. And I think you're spot on. It's, it's, it's a tough balance when they have original things and things that use uh, IPs that people are... Uh, our people are, you know, they're exposed to already. And uh, while we do love all the new stuff, sometimes it's hard to get engaged with that stuff, especially if it doesn't quite make sense. Um, the other thing, with I'm just glad it's not Frozen themed. <laughs> oh, thank goodness, me too. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> if they had like, 
Frozen animals. <laughs> like, so, what? No. <laughs> so overfrozen. You know, it's interesting, though, with the River Light, you bring that up. Uh, well, you bring up the whole sort of not quite understand the story and all that. Uh, it made me think of my wife. We, we They actually sell River of Light like popcorn buckets where it opens up and it looks like a River of Light float. And my wife collects popcorn buckets, and that is the one bucket she said, I, I don't want it. <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> That's okay. so funny. It's like, yeah, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't get it. Because it's not, you know, I think it is because it's not sort of, it doesn't look like to her a Disney bucket that goes with her collection. It doesn't, it's not a Star Wars bucket. It's not a Mickey or Minnie bucket. It's not a an attraction that is noticed yeah. or, you know, like Haunted Mansion uh, or a Cinderella or a Seven Dwarves Mine Train bucket. Um, it is just sort of like this flower thing and uh, there's no interest there. It's pretty, but, you know, we don't have an emotional connection to it yet. Like, I, I, I don't know. Maybe they'll maybe they'll update the story a little bit um, in the future uh, because I think they they're gonna need to to draw more crowds in and to get that emotional connection that they get with a lot of the other nighttime shows. Yep. Okay, so we are done with Asia and we are gonna move over to Dino Land USA, which. Whew. I remember the first time I went to Animal Kingdom, it just seemed strange that <laughs> this was here. But uh, it does. I mean, it looks like a like a road uh, roadside stand type deal, like a fair. It looks kind of cheap, and I'm, I understand the story behind it. But to a day guest or to the non Disney nerd, they would they would walk in and think this looks cheap. I don't understand. <laughs> they wouldn't know the story. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree completely. It reminds me of sort of like the local theme park. And uh, I guess, you know, that kind of leads right into the first one that, that will combine the Boneyard and Fossil Fun Games. You know, I, I don't even know much about the Boneyard, to be honest. Fossil Fun Games, we've kind of stayed away with, uh, away from, because it reminds us of sort of, you know, it's just fair games where it feels like it's a waste of money and not very fun stuff. And we'd rather spend our money on other things. Uh, and I'm not even quite sure what the boneyard is. Is it like a children's playground? Yeah, it's a play area. Yeah. It's fine. I, I give, I give those like two night blossoms. Yeah. Um, they're no like Redwood Creek challenge trail. It's not that, it's not that caliber there. Um, it's good, especially if you have little ones that need to go run off some energy. It's a good, safe place for them to do that. But, um, yeah, that's really all it is. Uh, okay. Well, let's move on past those. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, are, we are sad. Let's move on. <laughs> um, sort of in that same area, we've got, uh, we've got a ride called Primeval Whirl. Have you ever ridden Primeval Whirl? Okay, Have so you know? no, I've stayed away from it uh, okay. for the simple it's fact horrible. that yeah, it spins, and I don't like spinny rides. So I don't normally like spinny rides, but I was able to do the teacups a couple of years ago after not having done them in a long time, and I didn't get sick, and I felt so big and bad that I did not get sick. I was like, I'm going to do all the spinning rides. I can do it now. I'm wild. So I saw Primeval World. I was like, I can do this. I got this. It's been. I, I got it. So I wrote it. It there's uh, there's a bench for four butts, and it holds max two. Like there's no <laughs> there's no room for four butts on that thing. <laughs> and uh, um, so you're just slamming into each other. Uh, it's so jerky. Um, it's just not pleasant altogether. 
Um, I, I thought it looked kind of fun. I was like, because you kind of hear people giggling. And I was hoping it was going to be like a Mater's Junkyard Jamboree or like a Scrambler type feel. But no, it's truly just pushing you into someone, jerking you around, and you were totally uncomfortable the whole time. So I give this like a one. One Night Blossom or just skip it. I mean, just don't even go on this one. Waste of space. Yeah, I give it a zero. I mean, I won't even I won't even ask for a Night Blossom. I, it's not my thing, man. Not my thing at all. And I personally don't think – I think something like – I don't know. I'll probably offend some people, but I'm not quite sure something like this should be in a Disney park for a very long time. I agree. I, I think they sort of wanted to make it kind of like a goofy Sky School moment, which I adore. I love a wild mouse coaster, but this with the spinning and the tiny seats makes it just miserable. So, um, yeah, I, I would have preferred another setup on this. Okay. Well, let's move on to the other sort of little ride there that <laughs> I, I will start off. I will give it one night block. I'll give it two night blossoms for the kids, but this is Triceratops spin. Uh, yeah, two max. I'll give it two one. because, you know, the kids like rides like this where they spin around and they can go up and down and it's like a Dumbo ride, right? And, you know. I, yeah, it's just a spinner and it's not very pretty. I, there's nothing remarkable about it. Yeah. It's just not special. At least Dumbo's pretty with the water features. Um, the the magic carpets is kind of a unique theme. Astro Orbiter is up in the sky. This one is truly like you went to your local amusement park and there just happened to be like a dinosaur spinner attraction there. So I would give it two just for being there because they kind of need something like that in, in that park. But I, I wish it were better themed. Yeah. Well, yeah, I agree. Okay. We got through those pretty quickly. Thank goodness. Um <laughs> So Dinoland USA does has one, does have one ride that, that I do enjoy, my family enjoys, and as a matter of fact, my daughter said it was one of her more favorite attractions that she rode uh, on our last trip, and this is Dinosaur. Uh, dinosaur is, you know, it's a dark, sort of scary ride in lieu of, like, Indiana Jones in Disneyland. It actually uses the same exact track and layout and the same vehicles, uh, but it is themed uh, with dinosaurs, and um, it is, I don't know, to me it's a lot of fun. Uh, if I have to give this thing some, some, some night blossoms, I'm giving it eight night blossoms. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a solid score. I enjoy this um, one a lot. Yeah. I, I think you and I might kind of be in the minority on this one. I, I hear a lot of hate about dinosaur and I absolutely love it. <laughs> and I give it seven night blossoms. I think it's an excellent attraction. I think the cue's really neat. I think I love the, um, the, the ride vehicles themselves and I just think it's really fun I think it's just a fun attraction I, I giggle the whole time I'm on it I just I just really enjoy it alright well there you go it is a fun ride I mean it does look a little dated you know some of the dinosaurs look like they have some wear and tear but yeah I mean it, it's just a fun fun ride so okay oh yeah so the last thing in Dinoland USA and I kind of saved this one for last uh, because I absolutely love it is the Finding Nemo the musical now, I've only seen this once. I wanted to see it on my last trip, and I got vetoed, which really made me upset. Uh, and I made sure my family felt very guilty about it. <laughs> but uh, I, this is one of my favorite shows in any of the Disney parks. Uh, I'm giving it nine night blossoms. I love the music. Nemo has a special place in my heart in general. 
The puppetry in this show is spectacular. The show that I saw, the singing was spectacular. The acting was spectacular. Um, I just, I loved absolutely everything about it. There you go. Agreed. This one's excellent. I give it eight night blossoms. I I do agree. It's probably my favorite stage show in all of Walt Disney World. Um, I I think I've mentioned before that most stage shows make me nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous for the live performers. I'm afraid they're going to be bad. Um, and um, they're never bad in this show. They're consistently like Broadway caliber performers with excellent voices. Yeah. The singing is always fantastic. The, the jokes are funny. Like you said, the puppetry is just beautiful. The It's it's fun to like um, to sort of just study how they pull things off. And um, of course, you know, that Nemo is just fun. The fact that the um, that that was turned into a musical just for the park itself. And the music is really good. We see we'll see, we still sing it at home. My daughter will ask to listen to Big Blue World or Go With The Flow. Yeah. And um, because the songs are just so catchy. It's it's just really cute. Anybody who likes Nemo at all should see it at least once. I agree. So I guess the tip here is you must see it and don't be like me and let your family not allow <laughs> you to see it. Just ditch them if you have to. Just go. Just go. Let them deal with their own trip, man. <laughs> I'm still bitter about that. I love that show. I can tell. I love that show. I absolutely love that show. And I'm, I'm a... still bitter about not getting to see Impression de France on one of my trips. <sighs> we had to leave early, and um, this was like this was like five years ago, and I still am upset that I didn't get to see it <laughs> that trip, even though I've seen it like thrice since then. Yeah. Uh, I still am sad that I didn't get to see it that one time. <laughs> see, it's it, it 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 leaves a mark. It leaves a mark. We all have our favorite shows. Okay, cool. So that's Dinoland USA. So we've got one more little, uh, one more space here in Animal Kingdom to go over, and uh, we've saved sort of the best I think for last and the newest for last. Uh, this is Pandora, the world of Avatar, which, as I'm sure everyone knows at this point, is based on the uh, the story and characters uh, created by James Cameron for Pandora for for the for for the movies. Uh, or movies, hopefully soon it's to be movies. Blue right? It's the big blue people. <laughs> so speaking of uh, big blue people, we'll talk about the Navi River Journey first. And this ride, uh, as we, we talked about before, I, I don't know where I stand with this ride. So while it's absolutely beautiful, I, there really is no story. Um, it is short. Uh, so that to me sort of takes away a lot of these night blossom votes that I have, um, but it is it is a beautiful ride. Uh, the colors, the 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 you know everything that lights up, uh, the glow in the dark stuff, the phosphorus stuff, uh, and then obviously the big blue guy or big blue creature uh, at the end. The shaman. Mm-hmm. The shaman is absolutely stunning. It is one of the most. Uh, I don't know, amazing animatronics I've ever seen. The fluid movements, the realistic expressions on the face. It just, it looks tremendous. So I'm going to give this one, eh, I, I'm going to give it a six. He's struggling. Oh, he's struggling with this one. Yeah, I'm going with a six. That's good, though. I was, mm, I was between a six and a seven. Um, I agree. I mean, it's too short. A. That's one of my issues. Um, I guess some of my issue now is the fact that the queues are still so long for such a short attraction. Yeah. 
which I think, I think if the queue were shorter, my rating might be higher because I would think it would sort of like match. <laughs> the queue should sort of match what the attractions, you know, level of entertainment is. And I'm not going to wait, you know, 90 minutes to ride that. I, after riding it once, max I'll wait would be 20 minutes to ride that attraction. Um, I think it's gorgeous. I would love to ride it through three times in a row or something like that. I love the music um, from Avatar, from the film. Uh, so I love any time that I hear any of that musical score playing. I love it. Um, I think it's gorgeous. And that animatronic is the best one I've seen in all of Walt Disney World. So I, I give it a seven probably. Um, yeah, seven Night Blossoms for that one. All right, I'll buy that. Yeah, I just wish it had it was longer and I wish it had more story. And I think there's a lot of potential that could have that was lost there. I think they could have brought yeah. you into it. You know, the sort of ending, you know, could have been, you know, meeting the shaman, but it's, there could have been a better build up to that whole experience and an understanding of maybe why he was there, what the shaman was doing and the whole concept behind, you know, taking care of nature and, and all of that kind of stuff, I think could have been better told. I think it's a she, is that not right? It possibly is. Yes. We'll just call, call shaman. you know, all apologies to the Navi yeah. <laughs> for not knowing the gender <laughs> of the shaman. Okay, so the last one here uh, in, in Pandora, the world of Avatar, is uh, the Avatar Flight of Passage. Uh, now, I know some people who don't like this ride. I am not one of them. I give this one 10 Night Blossoms with the rum. I like it that much. Uh, Whoa. Yes. <laughs> as we as we talked about before, the first time I rode this, you know, I, I I had tears in my eyes when I got off of it. I was so moved and sort of touched. And uh, you know, you get into uh, with the sort of the smells and the external experiences they provide you with water and smells and just everything else. I I mean, you're you're in it 100. It you you don't feel like you're sitting on some machinery you don't right realize you have glasses on anymore you are you are flying through the air and you are experiencing this thing as if you were in you know you were avatared in and it is uh hands down one of the best attractions i've ever ridden oh definitely i mean yeah you said it all 10 out of 10 11 out of 10 whatever we have to say it's one of the best attractions i've ever ridden ever um i also wept <laughs> the first time yeah. I wrote this. It's that dang musical score, too. It's just beautiful. They're blowing, you know, the breezes, the smells, the water in your face. Um, you I, you really do feel like you're you're sitting on a banshee. And it's just gorgeous. And um, I would ride it over and over again if they would let me. And, uh, yeah, 11 out of 10 night blossoms on that one. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that about covers it. I think if I were to give the whole park night blossoms i'd probably give it like an eight eight or nine i really really like this park animal kingdom has seriously stepped up its game over the past couple of years and i just want to thank him for that yeah. you know <laughs> i um i've always enjoyed animal kingdom but i couldn't spend more than a half a day there for the most part and now you want to to stay there all day and you want to experience Animal Kingdom at night. And um, it's a it's a really awesome park. It's unique to Walt Disney World. You're not going to see anything like it anywhere else. So, yeah, I'm a huge fan. And I'm excited to 
visit Animal Kingdom again soon. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thanks very much for joining us on this episode of Mouse Geek Radio. You can connect with us by visiting mousegeekradio.com or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Mouse Geek Radio. Also, if you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to click that subscribe button to be notified when we post a new show. And if you'd leave us a review and rating on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. If you'd like to contact either of us personally, you can find Scott on Twitter at STBarrett, and you can find me on Twitter at Mallory O'Brien. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.